Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Lemon. I am your host, Lana Mercedes, and this episode is going to be a little bit different. I did an Instagram live with Alana Pratt. You may remember her as a previous guest and then guest host for this podcast. She invited me to connect with her on her IG live to discuss compatibility versus healthy compromise, and it was great. I had an amazing time chatting with her, but I do know that some of my listeners don't have an Instagram, so I wanted to make sure I was able to share our discussion here. So if you are one of those listeners, here you go. Also, a reminder to participate in any polls or submit suggestions for the podcast. You can follow me at Hey Lana Mercedes. Please keep in mind as you're listening to this episode, it was done on IG Live, so it doesn't have the best audio. So you might hear some clicks randomly throughout the recording, but I think the content was just really great and I couldn't pass up sharing it with you all. Without further ado, here's my chat with Alana. I just want to briefly read your bio again for those who didn't catch the beginning before that you are the host of Whiskey and Lemon and I'm so grateful to have been a guest and that you have utilized and thank you a guest host as well (laughs) actually that that makes me feel very honored I'm so grateful that you asked me to do that and it felt great to be able to have your back like that's sisterhood right there right (laughs) yeah yeah so, um, so everybody, she is, she has a degree in psychology and also in paralegal studies, a certification in litigation to focus on social behavior and criminal law to better understand human behavior and how social experiences play a role in our lives. Um, and so she's interviewed so many people around, you know, mental health and relationships, et cetera. I thought she'd be great today to have the conversation about the difference between compatibility and compromise you know what's a normal realistic compromise um and 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 compatibility when it comes to relationships so let's define this first lana like compatibility when when um when we think about that word compatibility what do you think of yeah for me compatibility is i I won't say two two or more people that are just in harmony with one another right like they can They can relate on their interests, their desires, um, their behavior. There's nuances there, and I'll kind of explain it more when we get into what, like, compromise would be. But, yeah, I just think it's when people are basically in harmony. In harmony. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what have you learned, because you've interviewed so many people, when it comes to compatibility? Is it a skill that you can um, learn? There are compatibility reports. There are Vedic astrology reports. There are Sphinx code reports. There's all these reports that can say whether you're compatible or not. Um, and some of them say, as, as much as you want to try, too bad, so sad, you're not compatible. What are your thoughts? Is it, a, is it in the stars? So going back to what you, when you first asked the definition, right? I also wanted to make sure that I mentioned it's not just about being in harmony or are aligning on your thoughts and desires and your behavior, but also complementary because sometimes they're not the same, but they do complement each other. Um, I, I would err more on the side of there's a skill when it comes to healthy compromise more than there's something to learn in compatibility. You can change and evolve over time, but there's a difference between getting along or being in harmony versus trying to force yourself to be something else, you know, we're trying to force yourself to be compatible. There is a natural organic part that comes to that, but I, I think it's a lot of the healthy compromise side versus the compatibility. Got it. 
Okay, well, then let's go over a little bit to the um, the topic here, compatibility versus normal compromise. How do you define compromise or healthy compromise? Yeah, so I would define it as coming to an agreement or an understanding, right? So you, you're, you're meeting halfway and I think compromise kind of gets a bad rap. I look at it as a, as a healthy compromise and you're, you're not sacrificing, you're collaborating. That's how I like to look at it because we compromise on a lot of things in life. You don't always get what you want. So I think the willingness to do that uh, plays a major role. And as long as you know that you're not compromising things like your values yeah. and your identity, um, you know, you, you can grow by compromising, get out of your comfort zone in a lot of ways. Mm, I really like this point of view. Yes, I really like this. What would um, unhealthy compromise? So you were saying earlier, like if you've compromising your values, what, what could that look like in yeah. any of your guests? What are some examples? Yeah. yeah, let's say there's someone that doesn't like to drink, right? Or they're sober and then they meet someone that they're, they want to create a relationship with, but that person's pushing them to drink all the time. There's, there's healthy boundaries there. You know, you can, if that other person wants to drink and you choose not to, and that kind of comes back to even with friends, like, you know, I've been in groups of friends where they really want to push you to drink because they feel like it's going to make them have more fun. But mm. there's boundaries that need to be set there and respected. So I think if you're feeling like your boundaries are being compromised, your identity, if someone's asking you to do something that goes against your morals and your values, those are those are unhealthy compromises in my opinion or if you feel like you're the one always you know sometimes there's a meet in the middle yeah sometimes it's maybe you've been getting your way for two months and now this person gets more of their way sometimes it's not right in the middle but if you're feeling like it's always on the other side even mm -hmm. if it's not those things against your values but you're never kind of getting yourself seen that's also mm -hmm. unhealthy. Mm, yeah i'm in agreement i'm in agreement with that and it's so easy in the beginning of a relationship relationship when the sun rises and sets on this person that you're like oh I that's fine I, I don't need to eat vegan anymore I'll, <laughs> I'll start eating paleo because right. you're just all, all of that in a bag of chips you know like how many what, what do you think we could um you'd like to say to to the viewers in terms of when you're getting into especially a new relationship and this person can do no wrong and you really want it to work you really want um a future what do you think you can do at the beginning of a relationship to be sure you don't let go of your truth and invite healthy compromise right out of the gate you know that that's a that's kind of a, a tug between heart and how and heart and um mind right like you mm -hmm. i think the best way to do that is honestly get their expectations and their boundaries and then express yours from the from the get because if you are just kind of hearing what they want and you're just going with the flow it's going to be really hard to then express your boundaries and your expectations halfway Later. yeah six months a year sometimes 10 years you know into a relationship <laughs> because you have to also take accountability and that person's been used to you just doing whatever they want you know so although it's not okay to them they're thinking hey this is what i thought you wanted or i thought you just agreed with yep. everything that i wanted you know so i think as hard as it might be for some people um yeah <clears throat> wanting to really create a relationship with someone even if it's going to go against what you really want it might make you 
happy in the short term, but not in the long term. And you're going to yeah. always Resentment. be giving and giving. And you might be happy that you're in this relationship as far as like being with this person, but you're never going to really be happy being yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm so in agreement. Um, and it builds resentment over time. And then these little passive aggressive dig. And then you could either start doubting, am I, am I worthy of having my, my needs met? Or it's all blame on the other person when in the very beginning of it all, what's really hard, um, so we're talking compatibility compromise, to me is, yeah. is a th the third C that we haven't talked about yet is like consciousness, like our ability to be conscious, aware, um, not all in our, mm, all the glitter of a new relationship and we forget to stay <laughs> conscious to stay present to be brave yeah to have those conversations right out of the gate and be willing to say thank you but no thank you if they very early on aren't willing to do the healthy compromise and if you discover oh wow um, we aren't compatible um after all it looked like it on the outside but the deep rooted values are actually not aligned this was just more of a fun hook up for two lonely, isolated people. Right. And this isn't actually a nourishing long-term relationship. So in terms of this consciousness, I have um, what I call Heartmates. It's um, a partnering app mm -hmm. and we have conscious connection calls every single week. And we call these dyads, which basically is a way of communicating where the other person only says, thank you. They don't get to argue. They don't get to interrupt. They don't get to say, well, my opinion, there's no winner of this conversation. It's about understanding. And so we teach people how to communicate about these, these issues where they could go from healthy compromise to unhealthy compromise. We teach people how to have these tough conversations right out of the gate. So as you're dating and as you're getting to know somebody, you, you're brave. You risk maybe they're not going to agree. You risk maybe they're an 8 out of 10, but maybe not a 10 out of 10 match for me. Um, and it takes, it takes to me consciousness. It takes the willingness to sit in the fire, keep your heart open, let go of attachment and truly be curious and see, hmm, I wonder if we are, are really uh, a compatible uh, match with, with the people that you've been interviewing um, over, over the years, how many people talk about those tough conversations right out of the gate? You know, I feel like, you hear that it should be done from a lot of people, but then when they look back and think if they actually did it, it's not there because it's hard, you know, or and that's even if it's in the beginning of a relationship or, or halfway through, right? No one said it's going to be an easy process. If you realize that you're not compatible in any kind of way, regardless of healthy compromise, you, it's not going to be easy to break off that relationship. So sometimes it's, it's also that lack of comfort, right? So people talk about, and that, that goes for a lot of things. We talk about how much sleep we should get, how much water we should drink, how much we should, you know, be on social media, but are we actually doing it? That's, that's the hard part, right? So a lot of people that I talk to, it's, it's, yeah, we should be doing it. And they'll think back to if they actually did it. Mm -hmm. And then if they did do it along the way, they might've stayed in those relationships. It was very difficult, but they, they see in hindsight that they should have been from the start. Yeah. yeah. And again, this, I love what you're saying because this muffins here, Mrs. Muffin. Oh, kitty. Um, <laughs> um, and again, to me, that comes down to consciousness. Like, are we willing to do what's hard, whether that's drinking enough water or exercising and, um, and have those tough conversations and it's so easy not to. And so this, to me, structure 
um, is also very important. Like if you can put yourself in a structure where you are being asked to talk about curious things, everything from what is your favorite movie to how do you feel about things that are really important around sexuality or money or spirituality or children or these kind of tougher conversations that nobody wants to go near with a 10 foot pole. Right. Right. But if you're given a structure, a safe container and an invitation where no one's going to make you wrong, no one's going to judge you. No one's going to interrupt you. They're just going to say, thank you. It allows for truth. It allows for us to put our walls down and open our hearts and begin to have those more meaningful conversations right out of the gate so right. that once, once you're once you're invested once you've moved in once you've sent out the invitations to the wedding it's a lot harder to go you know what this is not feeling good right. um, and i can tell you how many people come to me when they're just like okay let's just give it a go i mean i did it twice <laughs> I two marriages i, I did it mm. twice i was mm. terrified terrified not so much to be alone i'm pretty good at that but terrified to be rejected terrified to have somebody be angry at me. That had been my main fear yeah. of speaking up. What do, you, what do you find are the blocks from the different guests that you've, you've had on Whiskey and Lemon, uh, Lemon that's in the way of having these tough conversations right out of the gate about compatibility or compromise? Oh. Okay, so I have two things to touch on that. Um, yeah, please. Before I answer that specific question, when you brought up consciousness, it made me think, because I, I made a note about this, about compromise formation. Um, I want to read the definition, but it's the conscious form of a repressed wish or idea that has been modified or disguised as in a dream or symptom so as to be unrecognizable. Thus, it represents a compromise between the demands of ego's defenses and unconscious wish. This serves to protect the person from the perceived feeling of anxiety, conscious or unconsciousness, right? So like an example of that could be, you know, the conscious and, and disapproving is, is independent and resistant to control or, or just being in love in general, right? They want to be independent. And then the unconscious seeking satisfaction really wants love and relationship. So like that's the unconscious part. That right. They don't, they don't know that they want that. And they're so set on, I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm independent. I can't get tied down. But then that part that really wants the love is fighting. So they have that conflict, right? There's a whole article and like studies done on that by Freud. But I, I thought it was really interesting because you're, there's a lot of time people want to compromise. And that's just like something very minor and, and uh, hindsight. But it's more about them fighting that they just don't want to give up. They don't want to give up any power and that's really where the the struggle comes in but back yeah let me say something about that for one second yeah. if you can't because that's brilliant that's brilliant my experience and research and and training is that only five to eight percent of what we're actually consciously choosing in relationships we're aware of mm -hmm. that's like nothing yeah our conscious <laughs> mind is only telling us five to eight percent so over 90 percent of what's actually making decisions, who we're choosing, how we're behaving, whether we say, sure, no problem, I'll eat paleo when really I'm vegan, these kind of things, um, <laughs> is subcon subconscious, yeah. unconscious. And that's the joy um, I have with my clients is that they're, they're smart, they're kind, they do the work, you know, they're, they're, they're showing up. But why is there this pattern? of either emotionally unavailable partners or cheaters or people that don't value them. And it's like, it's, it's unconscious. But the good news is 
there are so many quantum psychology, spiritual technology processes, somatic integration processes out there that get in under the hood into the subconscious so you can resolve those wounds that want safety, approval, love, and, and have that um, solid whole aligned within yourself. So then you can align, as you just said before, like heart and mind. There's literally a different mind that turns on when yeah. our heart is open and coherent. Yeah. Our heart is closed. We use our fight or flight or freeze and we kill before we get killed off. Yeah. 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 So and I, it's important on. like what you said too in your sessions when they're, you know, you have one partner that's speaking, the other one doesn't get to speak because what you're saying, it, it becomes a different mind. It's almost like, you know, it comes out like this compromise formation come out in dreams and come out in conflict, right? So when we're arguing with our partner, we become our, our child self again and all those traumas are coming back out. So yeah. I think that's really important because you're not, like you said, it's, it's a small percentage of what you actually want and you're just fighting all these other things and yeah. a conflict with your partner can trigger something before you know, at the end of the argument, you're talking about something completely different than how it even began in the first place, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have this regular weekly connection of truth when nobody's triggered and you, your hearts are open and you're truly listening and seeking understanding, not trying to dominate them or be right or get your way. And, and when you really can hear the depth of somebody when they can share it, um, you can get a lot farther with this healthy compromise. Yeah. Yes. And, and to answer your question, I forgot, um, but back to, you know, how do they just like deal with, you know, kind of having that conflict or like compromising in, a, in our argument was, I noticed that when I'm interviewing people, they don't want to be the bad guy, right? Because you mm -hmm. mentioned in your past relationships, you don't want someone to be mad at you. Um, I think of like ghosting, for example, right? Or like breaking up with mm -hmm. someone. A lot of people say that it's harder to be the one that's doing the breaking up than being broken up with. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of, I feel like the ego, especially when it comes to ghosting, like, or maybe you're being a little like bit of a coward and like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna deal with this conflict. So I'm gonna just disappear here. But people don't mm -hmm. wanna be the villain in their own story, right? Like mm -hmm. they don't, if they're gonna explain that to someone, whether it's a therapist or a friend, you don't want to talk about the things that you did wrong or like how someone's mad at you. But let's say you know that this relationship is not good for you or your partner. Just mm -hmm. you both have a lot of love for each other, but it's just not there, right? Yes. You, yes. if you end up explaining that to them and then they reciprocate with, with anger, you kind of double down. That's why a lot of people are like, oh, it's not you, it's me. Or I'm just really busy right now. It's nothing you did because you don't want them to get mad at you. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, Sometimes the best way to go about that is to put your ego aside and be the bad guy. Sometimes you have to be the bad guy. It's okay mm -hmm. for them to be angry at you for a bit because that's what they need to get through this process. But if you're trying mm -hmm. to preserve your own image to them, you're not helping anyone. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's you, the major factor. Total. Okay. That's a fist pump right there. That's a mic drop fist pump one. <laughs> yep. Um, this is so important. Because when we do not have a conscious, intimate relationship with ourself, we need to survive by approval from others, safety from others, accomplishments on the outside. Everything that we need to try to feel good enough is outside in. And we would do just what you just said. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, no, it's just me and everything's fine. However, when we do choose to do this next level of deep inner conscious work, 
intimacy with self. And we have, I call it little you's back, which means if they reject us, little you inside my heart, I won't reject you. If they hate us, little you, it's okay. It's not comfortable, but I got you and I love you. And I know that we are speaking truth and acting in alignment with our highest values. If they like it, great. If they don't, great. But we're going to walk uh, in, in wisdom and in truth. And if we don't have, and if we haven't done the work to connect with ourselves, heal our shame, integrate our anger, any of the wounds that are making us not want to feel and, and stay present, if we're not doing any of that, somebody on the outside, we give our power away. We give our power away. And we can't sit in the face of being disliked, hated, judged. We defend. But if you can just sit in the fire, you make such a good point. I think that's one of the hugest um, gifts of uh, a lot of the different divorces or core battles or yeah. or yes. even the person on social media right at the beginning of this friggin' call exactly. was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if I, if I can't sit, ask for help, bless that poor wounded human yeah. and, and just sit in the fire and rise like a phoenix, then then I'm at the effect of, of everybody giving away my power and trying to manipulate everything. Right. And, giving away the power by responding to the comments that they're making and getting off track because that's not what we're here for you know so exactly yeah that what you did is the way that you grow versus just you you kind of go back down to that level if you respond with the same negative negativity isn't that fun we had a little example there right at the beginning of the interview (laughs) yes i agree with this person here i love the little you concept yeah Oh, thank you. Yeah, the the little you is very important. I've um I've been at this for about 20 years now and I've developed 10 Alana Pratt method processes, but the first one that I developed was what I needed myself, which was I didn't even know, Lana, I had an inside. I mean, I'm a, I'm a cum laude graduate of an Ivy League school. I'm very smart. I'm all about like my brain. But what I didn't realize is I was trying so hard, running so fast to feel safe and get approval that I had disowned disconnected, separated from my little you on the inside. Mm. I couldn't sit and feel. And, and if I felt, I needed to fix it right away. I couldn't just sit in the fire and allow what it is to be human. I couldn't allow sadness. I couldn't allow uncertainty and fear of not being in control. I didn't have any of these skill sets. But over time, I've developed processes uh, as well as the capacity to mm-hmm. sit with my discomfort, and not go anywhere. Yeah. And it's it's a game changer. How about you with your evolution sitting in your own discomfort connected to little Lana? <laughs> um I, I feel like we need to do this again and talk about attachment theories, huh? Yeah. Um <laughs> I think that I'm on par with you. It's like really just sitting in it because like Enneagram, for example, right? I'm an eight. We're all about, you know, the everyone sees us as wanting the confrontation when really we don't want it at all um but there's a huge which is, probably goes for all the enneagrams but i think uh eight the most where you're easily just misunderstood so it's not about having conflict or control it's not wanting to be controlled and really really not wanting to be misunderstood mm-hmm. so, so going back to the whole like you know being the bad guy for someone right yeah. there's the there's a part where it's like, yes, I can be your bad guy if you need me to be. But also, there's a difference between, for me, that's the, the battle I have, is the difference between like being the bad guy and also like making sure that you understand what I was saying. 
not walking away having all these negative feelings for something that wasn't wasn't what I was what I was um, intending right or what the reality mm -hmm. of the situation was so I'm very I'm always prefacing when I'm speaking because I want to make sure okay I know you know people say I don't want this to come off the wrong way which is like then you know what follows is it's gonna come off the it's wrong gonna way. be like ouch yeah but it's <laughs> one yep. of those things where I'm always making sure before and after I say something I'm very clear and like this might come off wrong but this is how I mean it kind of thing mm. but I kind of want to say it before that person then gets offended and then it's basically the conversation turns into a reaction or responding or defending myself it's just trying to find the right words and that's not always the case so I think that's the thing it's just kind of sometimes I notice I might just say things like let me try to not preface this time and just say it and it went fine I don't need to you know sometimes you could say what you needed in 10 minutes or say it in 10 minutes that can really be put in one minute the person never misunderstood, you know? Mm -hmm. You make a really great point. If we are, and I remember watching a Jay Shetty uh, interview and he was being asked something along the lines of, what is he letting go of um, this year? And he said, letting go of needing to be understood. And I took that into my group coaching calls that week. And we, we talked about it actually for probably like two or three weeks, the need for them to understand you so that everything can be okay and how many times we give away our power or do the 10 minutes not the one minute or can't feel at rest or even sleep at night knowing that somebody didn't that's not what I meant that's not what I meant it just spins and spins and spins what if we could let go of the attachment we could still choose to speak in a way that people understand but what if we let go of attachment or the significance or the importance that they have to understand um, which then it gives us this strength to allow somebody to not like you and, and sit in that. It's, it's, a, it's a power that I'm still getting good at, Lana. I'm still not very good at that. I, I like you, I'm, like I'm a seeker of understanding. I mean, dyads in our HeartMates curriculum is all about seeking understanding mm -hmm. rather, mm -hmm. but it's meant as an invitation to elevate people from trying to seek that win-lose third dimensional zero-sum game kind of conversation. You're never going to get yeah. anywhere. Yeah. If there's a winner, there's always a loser. And so do you want a relationship where there's always going to be battles? Or do you want a relationship that up levels into understanding, right? right? right. So you're seeking understanding, not righteousness. Right. And we're even talking about taking it to the next level of like, well, what if we still seek that? We seek relationships where we have understanding, honor, and respect to both people. But what if we don't even need that? What if we can even let go of attachment to being understood? And if they don't, we can be an allowance of that. To me, that one of the definitions of enlightenment is allowance of all judgment of nothing. So can I be an allowance that they don't understand me, they don't like me, and can I just breathe? That's power. Yeah. If I don't need any of that, I'm unstoppable. Mm -hmm. the, you I'm know the so, two things? Yeah. Sorry, the two things that um, help me with that the most is, and this goes for any relationship, it's not everyone's going to respond or handle something in the way that you would, right? So you can't say, well, they right. did it this way just because you would do it another way. Right. And also there's a lot of times where, where someone might think I'm misunderstanding them. And then it's a matter of, of, no, I'm understanding exactly what you're saying. At least I feel like I do, right? I'm understanding exactly what you're saying. I just don't agree. That's yeah. We don't 
always have to agree. We completely understand each other. It just means that we're handling the situation different, right? Because yeah. conflict or all the crazy things that are going on in the world, at the end of the day, we always kind of see this, like we all might want the same things. We just see the path to get there as being completely different, right? Yeah, beautifully said. Something that's so great about these dyads that are in the HeartMates curriculum is that you learn to sit in the fire. You're talking back and forth with somebody and they're saying something you completely don't agree with and you don't get to say anything other than thank you. And then you say whatever you need to say and we don't do any of the you blamey stuff. We, it's all I, I, our own experience, right? Our own feelings, our own truth, our own mm -hmm. wisdom. And the other person has to go, thank you. And you, you sit there for 30 minutes back and forth having a conversation about something that neither of you agree on. But by 30 minutes of practicing heart open, I want to just get you. I just want to understand you. I want to understand how you're wired, why you think this way. All of a sudden, this completely new possibility opens up. Mm -hmm. We don't have to agree on everything, which means we can let go the whole battle, who's right, who's wrong, needing to dominate this. And we can just be like, it's totally okay that we don't agree. Oh my God, and I can even keep my heart open to you when I don't agree. Mm -hmm. And you can think I'm batshit crazy and I can still love you. This is amazing. <laughs> it's a yeah. whole other, it's literally taking relationships to a whole other level, which is really good with kids. If you're a parent, mm -hmm. certainly good with love relationships um, and allowing friendships that grow and change over time. Sometimes we're like, you know, is this relationship we've been friends for a long time and we, sh we just because we went to college together doesn't mean we need to be friends forever. Um, and it allows you to, be okay that you don't agree on everything. You can yeah. still enjoy what you do have in common um, or set them free. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I say it's, you know, you don't always have to have the, the being in harmony and being compatible doesn't mean you're the same in every way, right? It just means that right. you have complementary personalities. It's yeah. still, it still can work, yeah. Totally. And I love that word harmony because it's not the same note. It's two different notes, but it works. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I always hear music when I think of these things. Um, and that is again, more space for people to be different and disagree on things, yeah. but still have harmony and allow for potentially, and this is what, um, why I talk so much about consciousness and I, I believe the species is evolving and the wonderful late Dr. Barbara Marks Hubbard um, is the person that gave me this um, idea is that we started off as role mates just after money kid you know the the state church and state maybe this is how relationships were a long time ago and then we're like no i i want a soulmate i want i want to be together not just for kids or money or because the your family and my family should marry i, I want to love you <laughs> yeah. want to love you right so we evolved into soulmates however normally that's a wound meets a wound i'm half whole you're half whole you'll complete me, I'll control you, I'll be codependent, you'll be like, right, like you'll fix like, nah, nah, right? right, so those were, those were my marriages. Um, and then the next level, I call it heartmates with our app, but Barbara, um, Dr. Barbara Marks Hubbard called it wholemates, and she really sparked this idea of what's possible, and, and our, our point of view creates our reality, so if we don't even know this is a choice, we'll, we'll never choose it and never have it, but she said, Alana, what if it could be one whole person, not perfect, but whole, that they've they're, they've done their consciousness work. They're doing their consciousness work. They get that we never get there. They're always evolving, whole person and another whole person. And what if it's not one and one is two? One plus one is two. What if it's one plus one is infinity? What if being with somebody who does the work and, and they literally 
we awaken the best in one another and it's even more for humanity and for consciousness and for the planet i'm like oh, i'm having that she's like well you better choose that i'm like i am choosing that <laughs> and then i chose it so much i created my next company around mm -hmm. it what are your mm -hmm. thoughts about when we tie this up with compatibility compromise and let's add the third c consciousness what do you think about the concept of one plus one equals infinity i think it all depends on the couple you know so yeah. that, that's one thing to keep in mind. I think that as long as you're doing the work, it can be that. Um, just make sure that you're not comparing yourself to anyone else or any other relationship, right? Because what that looks like, what that one plus one equals infinity could look like in one relationship may look very different in another. So, you know, if I think about someone that's talking about something in the relationship to their friend and the friend says like oh no that's not you shouldn't like that at all but this person mm -hmm. likes it you know you don't want to just then think to yourself oh should this make me angry oh well now i'm gonna go and tell them this because it could look very different that that dynamic in that relationship is completely different so keep in mind that that like equals infinity can look different for everyone mm, you make a really great point again this is such a good conversation um, because it comes back to what I like to talk about, the consciousness part. If you're determining your relationship based on gossiping with others or just going to psychics, should I stay with them? Or like if you're giving away all your power right, to other Googling people. problems, yeah. Right. And yeah. well, yeah, exactly. Google said that you're this and, and um, we're, we're still operating just in that little bit in our mind. And the fearful mind trying to control, be right, look good, be safe, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But when we are dropping into our consciousness, dropping into our bodies, dropping into knowing what we know in our gut, there's a sense before thought, pre-verbal, there's a knowing. There's a uh-huh, uh-uh, it's in our body. It only happens if our heart is open. And our heart is only open if we've healed our unresolved wounds. But there's a place inside where we know, no matter what anybody says, if the path is light and expansive and, and true and for us and a contribution and open to possibilities and there's like life force energy going that way. And we know when it's stale or flat or a brick wall or we're trying to resurrect something that's already, um, it's time has passed. So even more um, encouragement to all of us to drop out of the head, into the heart, into the gut and the knowing, and then allow a, a greater divine mind of possibilities to to awaken when we actually learn to trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's the core with, with all of these questions. Is it compatible? Are we compromising? All the rest of it. Um, we need to know how to trust ourselves, and that doesn't come from up here. Yeah, keeping score, being skeptical. Your gut uh, is more powerful than you realize. <laughs> yeah, it so is, and your heart has a much larger uh, energetic field. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like. 60 times farther than our mind. So trust yeah. what you know, trust what you feel, trust yourself. Yeah, because we can and have these can. conversations, right, all day long. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we don't know every specific relationship and we can't tell you what you know. What if we're saying all this whole list and you're like, okay, well, yeah, they check off all these boxes, everything matches here. But then your body is telling you, no, like this is not for me. It doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Thank you again for yeah. being with me today. Thank you for having me on your podcast and being able to be a guest host on your yes. podcast. Um, from your beautiful heart to our viewers today, how would you like to complete this conversation? How would you like to, what wisdom or nugget 
would you like to leave them with? Yeah, I would say out of the whole compatibility, you know, healthy compromise is just the main thing that you can figure out whether it's to continue a relationship or not to, or to even begin that relationship is having these conversations mm -hmm. because like we said at the top of the, of this um, video that it's ex expressing your boundaries, expect, uh, expressing your expectations and then hearing from your partner, even mm -hmm. if they don't just out, outright say what they are, ask them because that's mm -hmm. how you're going to get on the same page because you don't want to be far into a relationship and develop all these feelings that just your heart is invested, but knowing that none of your expectations are being matched, that you're compromising your identity, you know? So having the conversations, yeah. if you can't have the conversations, I would probably say that's the biggest red flag, right? Because yeah. we all need to have conversations. We all need to be able to communicate in whatever form that that is. So mm -hmm. you can't just have those. If there's, there's something under there, there's a reason why. Yeah. yeah, well said. And those conversations, we need to be able to have them with ourselves right? We need to know what our boundaries are. We need to know what our deep values are. We need to know what we're willing to compromise on and not. So the conversations are inward. And then I really invite you to heartmates.app is a way you can sign up and get right into the intimacy curriculum mm -hmm. and right into these weekly dyads. And so you can start practicing with people that will originally be a friend uh, or a stranger once, and then they'll be a friend. And then you'll be part of the community and you'll start to mm -hmm. practice those initially tough conversations, um, but you might not even know what to ask and how to discover if you're compatible or not. So you'll start practicing these kind of conversations and then you can bring them into your dating relationships right out of the gate. Like it's no big thing. And like uh, Lana just said, if they're like, oh no, I don't wanna talk about that, that's a red flag. But what if you discover, wow, we're compatible here, we're compatible there. Oh, I compromised, oh, and then they did. Oh, this yeah. is feeling good and we're communicating truth and we're being brave and open and honest like this to me is the the foundation the roots of the shoots of healthy relationships is communication communication dies relationships yeah. communication isn't happening please i was just gonna say and i highly recommend journaling too because if that's like you said you have to have those conversations with yourself yeah and if you're wondering you know also just how you can even do that like getting your thoughts out on paper for me just like actually writing don't type it in your phone write it down pen and paper is really going to help you kind of figure out anything you know things that you like things that you dislike experiences those conversations with yourself and with other people you need to do that in order to things can change right you have mm -hmm. some boundaries that might change over time but continue continuously talking to yourself and your partner will keep you guys on the same page it's so true because talking to yourself <laughs> in your mind and spinning around and going crazy doesn't do any good, but having that ritual yeah. and sitting down and knowing I'm talking to little you or I'm talking to my higher self and this I'm, I'm, I'm going for truth. I'm going all the way to yeah. the core and giving yourself that experience is, is so mm -hmm. key. The inside mm -hmm. creates the outside people. Yeah. The inside ah! do all the spiraling, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, this, this, this spinning is not going to do any good. But underneath that, in the wisdom of your heart and the knowing of your gut, yeah. uh, that won't steer you wrong. That won't steer you wrong. And so also to, to make time to slow down. This year, actually, I've even said to my staff, normally I would start at 9 or at 10. I'm like, I think I'm going to start work at 11 or 12 because I feel I need even more time to slow down, listen, and make elegant decisions rather than just shooting from the hip or over giving or over delivering. Like I'm so clear 
Deeper roots create higher shoots. I'm so clear that my inner knowing is how I choose to live this life. And when I looked back last year, I'm like, oh, those were decisions that I didn't take the time to slow down, know what I know, and live that truth. And, and I'm, I'm still a work in progress too, people. So let's all keep we always growing together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, please follow Lana. Do you want them to follow Whiskey and Lemon? Probably you want them to follow you there or also Lana Mercedes. Um, on my page, I'm constantly doing polls or um, just doing like uh, message boxes to take suggestions for the podcast as well. So it depends Great. on, you know, if you just want to listen to the podcast, you want to ask questions, you can follow both. Perfect. Good. Well, I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for this real, excuse me, conversation. And it just Thank all came back to our intimate relationship with ourselves, whether you're journaling, communicating with yourself and taking that skill to others. So be sure if, if relationship is a priority with you, which most of us it is, and having it be successful and nourishing um, and ending any of these old patterns, I really look forward to connecting with you, heartmates.app or my main site, alanapratt.com. There's a lot of complimentary resources there. Um, a quiz, an intimacy blind spot quiz, just ways to get to know me better because it might be a fit for you to join our beautiful community this year and do the deep work to, we call it, become the one to find the one which keeps the one. All right, Lana and Alana Banana, uh, great, to, <laughs> great to be with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. All my love, sister. Bye. Bye. My pleasure. Bye, everyone. Love you. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the discussion that I had with Alana. I hope you all enjoyed it. Please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening.